program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome to another wonderful edition of 1111 Talk Radio. So often we have our own story that we sometimes hide from. We're living it and we're experiencing day to day sometimes things that may seem painful, may seem uncomfortable, but yet we don't truly face what's going on. Perhaps that's called survival. Perhaps that's just getting through the moment. It may even be where we feel as if we are feeling all the pain in that second. But in actuality, sometimes we have to go back and witness for ourselves what has actually taken place. Sometimes we have to actually go back and tell our own story simply so that we can hear it and read it for the very first time. And that is one thing that my guest for today has done. Iyama Van Zant is the founder and executive director of InterVisions International and the InterVisions Institute for Spiritual Development, the author of 13 titles, including five New York Times bestsellers and the InterVision CD series. She's the former host of the television series Iyama and former co-host of the NBC daytime reality show Starting Over. She has authored books such as Tapping the Power Within, A Path to Self-Empowerment for Women, the 20th Anniversary Edition, Acts of Faith, Faith in the Valley, Lessons for Women on the Journey to Peace, Every Day I Pray. In the meantime, one day my soul just opened up towards spiritual strength and personal growth, along with many other pieces that have supported men and women across the globe in reaching higher places of their own empowerment. Her latest book is Peace from Broken Pieces, This is a story about how a New York Times best-selling author ended up flat broke, looking for a place to live, how a 37-year relationship ends in divorce by email, how an internationally recognized spiritual teacher ends up on the edge of a bed in a million-dollar home slated for foreclosure, contemplating suicide. This is about the power of friends, faith, and prayer. Discover why everything you need to learn is reflected in your relationships. Gain a new understanding of the patterns and pathologies that families unconsciously pass down through the generations until someone finally breaks through. Through this show, you may start to discover that it is time to put your own personal puzzle together and dare to claim the peace that you truly deserve. By reading Peace from Broken Pieces, you will find out how generationally we pick up consciously and unconsciously patterns, beliefs, addictions, illnesses, commitments, covenants, all sorts of things just out of loyalty and out of love 
unconsciously, consciously, we pick up those things and pass them on to even our own children. And there comes a point where each one of us can decide to break those generational patterns, to change in all the generations that are yet to come after us what life will be like, and to heal for all those generations that have come before us so that they can understand where their lives uh, can have been healed and completed and taken care of. Iyama Van Zant, one of the nation's ten best orators, has the power to move masses, to cry unshed tears or explode in liberating laughter. Almost overnight, she became America's guru from the hood, appearing on major national television and radio, including Oprah and the Tom Joyner Morning Show. But at home, everything was crumbling around her. Few knew she felt broken, damaged, and desperate. Her husband wanted out of their fairy tale marriage. Her meteoric rise as a celebrity uncovered a debilitating personal lie. Her daughter was diagnosed with colon cancer. The only thing that sustained her was her commitment to know and serve God. Before we bring on Ayala Van Zant, I want to read a very touching portion of this book to you, just very, very touching in terms of, of where someone gets to when they're ready to finally let it all go, when they want to finally let someone know what would happen and what she wants to come across from this story. Ayala Van Zant's Peace from Broken Pieces. My story is also what I call a story of pathology. Pathology is the study of the nature and origin of disease, and disease is readily carried in the blood. The disease I discovered in my life experience was cancer, not just the breast cancer that killed my mother or the colon cancer that stole my daughter's life. I'm just talking about physical cancer. I'm addressing pathology of mental, emotional, and behavioral disease Patterns had infected the foundation of my life. I found it interesting, puzzling, and quite disturbing that although my mother had died when I was two years old, I had repeated many of her mistakes in relationships and parenting. Equally astounding was that while I had no conscious memory of her and little knowledge of her life experiences, I was like her in many respects. How I came to be like my mother was a missing piece of my puzzle. I sense that women live a pathology like this, or beliefs and behaviors passed down from one generation to the next, causing them to live lives plagued by low self-value and diminished self-worth. My story describes a pathology of abandonment and shame, abuse and self-abuse, betrayal and guilt, unworthiness and loss. My story is very much like my mother's story. Her story was very much like her mother's who died when she was 13. And my story is very much like that of my daughter, whose mental and emotional pieces were shaped by my pathology, though I did not know it at the time. My story is a story of distorted pictures and patterns, mental, emotional, and behavior patterns. Some I recognized as they were playing out. Others I did not. When I did recognize the pattern, the puzzle piece, I felt powerless to change it into something else. When I could not or did not change them, the patterns dominated my life. When I was unaware of the pattern, I felt like a victim. Many women I have worked with over the years live lives of victimhood and victimization, just as their mothers and grandmothers did. I came to discover that I was not a victim. Instead, I learned that I was making both conscious 
and unconscious choices that were grounded in a pathology that I in part inherited and in part created. My greatest lesson was the discovery that I held the key to my freedom in the center of my being. The key was my spirit. No pathology is stronger than your spirit, and there is no puzzle that your spirit cannot put together. As you read my story, I want to offer you some encouragement. I want you to remember that this is my story, how I see it and how I remember it. I want to encourage you not to read my story at the level of personality, yours, mine, or that of anyone involved. If you look at only the personality, you will become confused, angry, and heartbroken. Instead, I encourage you to read my story with the awareness that we each come into this life with the spiritual curriculum. Our spiritual curriculum is chosen by our souls to facilitate growth, learning, and healing. It frames the lesson we must master through the experiences we encounter. The spiritual curriculum of each life has one aim, to get us back to God. If we judge our spiritual curriculum as good or bad, right or wrong, fair or unfair, we will miss the point of the lesson and we will repeat the class over and over until we understand that what we go through in life is the roadmap back to God. In this journey we are about to take together, I also want you to know about the value of a daily spiritual practice the painful and necessary process of surrendering your life into God's hand, and the slow revealing process of personal redemption, leading to that moment when you are redeemed in your own eyes. You will discover the, the joy and pain, the fear and courage, the anger and passion, and most of all the peace that I have learned. I desire for you to know the peace among broken pieces of my life. As you go through the next hour and you start to uncover and hear Yana Van Zandt speak about her story and about this amazing new book, take the time to understand that when we view people's lives, when we look at what's going on around us, when we judge what's going on for other people, we are doing so from a personality perspective. And if we can allow ourselves to just recognize that everything that occurs is good, is all good because it is all God, we can start to see the person, their circumstances, their dysfunction, their situation, and everything that surrounds them from the eyes of the sacred. And when we do that, we recognize that a soul is living its experience in order to grow and heal and evolve, just as each and every one of us are here to do. As I look back on my own life and I see a lot of the dysfunction that I lived through, and I have to give much credit to Ayala Van Zant and the Intervisions Institute where I did my own personal growth training and curriculum. I learned to view a lot of the things that occurred in my life as really necessary steps to get to where I am today. And I think we each need a place like that in our lives. We each need mentors, and we need to each realize that the people that we go to that are masters are masters because they can live through their dysfunction and still be the master that teaches. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts of this book. So often we look at those that we want to term as gurus and those that we want to term as the leaders and the teachers, and we think that there is no flaw and we think that there is no problem and that they should be perfect. And I think what we are here to realize is the only way 
that these wonderful individuals, these wonderful masters can assist us in our own personal growth is they have to walk through the valleys. They have to walk the path and go down deep in the muck of these experiences themselves to gain the wisdom to bring back to us within their hands. And that is one thing that I realized through Peace from Broken Pieces by Yama Van Zandt is there's no way that she could create and facilitate the type of healings that I have exhibited, I have witnessed uh, when in her presence to people that have lost children or to people that have lost uh, their lives or people that are in depression or people that are sick had she not walked through these very journeys herself. In a few moments, we're going to join Ayanna Van Zandt, and she's going to tell us in her own words some of what this book meant to her in writing it, in living it, and in being it. And as you do so, I want you to listen with the ears of the sacred. I want you to recognize that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, and that human experience is here to help us to grow, evolve, become, live, be, teach, and become the masters. Join me in just a few minutes with Ayanna Van Zandt. Master, teacher, guide, mother, grandmother, daughter, sister, wife, founder and director of Intervisions International, and author of Peace from Broken Pieces. We'll be right back with Ayanna Van Zandt. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you a mom or a mom-to-be? If so, a lot of questions and concerns may be going through your mind. So much information. How do we get it all straight? Tune in to A Labor of Love, Expectations for Pregnancy and Parenting with host Karen Engstead. Our program will take you from the first steps of pregnancy to the first steps of your child. We'll cover unique topics as well, including using the law of attraction during pregnancy, elimination communication, and more. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Are you finding fitness a chore? Is health and nutrition too time-consuming for you? It doesn't have to be like that at all. Tune in to Fit Fan for Fun, Lifestyle Fitness with your host, Shira Litwack. Every week, Shira and her guests will show you the fun side of fitness. We'll invite you to send topic suggestions and questions via email, as well as call into the program. You'll get sensible fitness and nutrition advice in a relaxed and fun program. You won't look at fitness as an enemy ever again. Fit Fan for Fun airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Ayama Van Zant is the founder and director of InterVisions International and the InterVisions Institute for Spiritual Development. She is a Yoruba priestess and an ordained minister in Christian New Thought. She's the author of 13 titles, including five New York Times bestsellers and the InterVisions CD series. She's a former host of the television series Ayama and the co-host of the NBC daytime reality show Starting Over. She's a proud grandmother of eight and currently resides in Maryland where she has founded the InterVisions Institute for Spiritual Development. Some of her other books are Tapping the Power Within, Until Today, and now her latest, Peace from Broken Pieces, which has been uh, distributed by Hay House. Uh, we are having a little bit of tip- technical difficulty in getting uh, Iyama's sounds checked, so I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this book until we can get her on the air with us. She begins this book by telling her story, which, quite frankly, is a phenomenal story. For an individual to reach where she has reached in having gone through the degree of abuse, neglect, and poverty, all sorts of things that she's encountered in her lifetime, in most cases it probably would have broken uh, just about anyone. It would have caused people to contemplate suicide. It would have caused people to ask, why am I still here? What am I going to do with what I've been given? And uh, I believe we've got her connected, too. Again, uh, Yama Van Zant, author with Peace from Broken Pieces. I'd like to welcome you to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Yama. Thank you. I do apologize for the delay, but that's the challenge with technology. It doesn't always come through. <laughs> that's all right. As long as we've got you, and, and we always know that, that the right things happen at the right time. So I really appreciate you being here, and I want to thank you very much for this amazing book, I know that it had to be, as you wrote uh, within the book, that it was one of those books you didn't want to write, and it had to be something that through the process was probably difficult and challenging, but also quite healing. Yes, absolutely. It's always healing when you take a vigilant or ruthless uh, look at yourself and what's going on and question, you know, what is this really about, because it's never what it seems to be. Well, and when you wrote this book, you wrote that it was very difficult, and you came up with every excuse as to why you shouldn't share this story and how Spirit kept nudging you that you had to share this story. What do you think really came through this for you? I know how this is, as we go through the course of the discussion over the next 45 minutes, what it's going to do for people, but what did it really ultimately do for you? I think the biggest thing is helped me understand some repetitive patterns in my life, um, around relationships, around my own feelings of worth and value, around um, the three areas that I look at, mothering men and money, you know, <laughs> and really what, what that means. I think as a woman, those are three areas that challenge us most, how to be a better mother and how to have better relationships with men and how to attract and manage and sustain 
you know, financial stability on our own. So, so those were the three things for me. Well, and I think in a very casual way, most of us often say, gosh, I've turned into my mother, but we don't really go as deep as some of the embedded generational type things that you discuss in this book, some of the really unconscious patterns that we pick up that, that rule our lives, that kind of destroy our lives with our participation. Well, you, you, it's one thing to say, oh, my gosh, I've become my mother, but it's another thing when you don't know your mother, uh, which was my case. My mother passed when I was early on, and I was raised by a series of uh, female relatives and um, in many ways became them, not them specifically, but their patterns. Their patterns were present in my life. So, you know, I, I, I'm glad I didn't become my mother because my mother was an alcoholic, but I certainly uh, remained loyal to the patterns that were demonstrated to me by the women in my life. Now, uh, you write a couple of statements that I'd like you to go a little deeper into, and one is that our life doesn't really fall apart all at once. It, it falls apart in bits and pieces. It's not this one-shot deal. Yeah. But, but that lives do crumble. Yes, they do. And right now, many, many lives are crumbling when we look at what's going on in the world today. Uh, you know, our homes are falling apart, our families, people, and their jobs and their dreams and visions. And and what we need to understand is it it doesn't happen all today. I mean, you may get the pink slip today, but whatever's going on with your relationships, your finances, there are hints along the way. You know, something just doesn't feel good or something doesn't come together like you uh, anticipated or intended it to come together. Or there are questions that are lodging in your mind about, what am I doing, and, and really, is this working, and, and how can I make this better? And so little by little, that discomfort, that disconnection, that breakdown begins to come. And what we have a tendency to do is to manage, try to manage the little things as they come up, and uh, that doesn't work. <laughs> well, and one of the statements that you wrote in, uh, which was, to me, very powerful, was that lives fall apart because they need to. They need to because they weren't built the right way in the first place. Yeah. And you came to this realization uh, one day after many weeks and months of trying to fix the cracks in your foundation. Yeah, trying to just feel better first, because for me, I know that feelings are the are the gateway to many, many mysteries in our life. So just not quite feeling good uh, doesn't mean that you can't do good work, doesn't mean that you can't have great times, but just, you know, that gnawing feeling that comes in the shower or when you first lay down or when you first wake up. Um, and trying to fix the little cracks in my marriage, you know, he wasn't happy about this, I didn't feel good about that, whatever it is. You know, we, we try to fix those little things and make them better. When there's a barn fire and our butt is on fire, you know, <laughs> we're trying to put out the little smoldering grass. Uh, and, and that is a sure sign that something big is getting ready to happen. Oftentimes we are too afraid to go back to the story, and you wrote that, that you were scared. You didn't want to tell the story, that you were afraid of facing it head on. And is it that we think we're going to it's going to kill us to go back and live it again um, because it didn't kill us the first time, but yet it seems like to revisit it would be so much more painful. Yeah, because, you know, once you escape the pain, the horror, the shock, the trauma, the guilt, the shame, the fear, whatever it is, once you get out, 
why in the world would you volunteer to go back there? <laughs> you <know>? Exactly. <laughs> you know, if you came through the divorce, why do you want to go back and look at how the marriage break down? Or if you came through the unemployment, why do you want to go back and remember the times you were counting pennies to buy bread? We don't want to go back. We want to avoid that pain. But it's always in going back and looking at how you move through it or what you were telling yourself or what was going on. That's where the healing is. But, you know, who wants to volunteer to, you know, have their face smushed in the mud again? Nobody wants to volunteer for that. So we resist, deny, avoid, um, you know, going back and looking at the childhood or the relationship or the whatever the situation was. Well, I, I really, I know for myself, I've, I've been over the past few weeks really feeling like I needed to go back and write my own story just for me to read so that I could go back through those things. And much of what you wrote about being afraid of feeling that again or being afraid uh, of, of seeing other people again in the way that they really were or seeing yourself as it really is, I think that's really where we're lifting the veils and the illusions is we finally get to see ourselves for who we were. Mm-hmm. whereas before we didn't. What did you discover about yourself that you, which was truly shocking to you? Um, I think the thing that was absolutely shocking to me was that I still had so many broken pieces and cracks in my foundation because I had been able to do such great work. And what I discovered was you don't have to be perfect to be a major contributor to the evolution of humanity. You don't have to be perfect. And, of course, we think that, you know, I've got to do this before I can do that or have this or know that or gain this or whatever the ridiculosity is that we tell ourselves. So for me, it was how in the world am I saving all of these people and doing all of this good work, and I can't rub two sticks together, you know, Mm. to save my daughter And it was really, that was the the pivotal piece for me, was because I was watching her in her challenge with cancer and really trying to stay positive for her and recognized how much fear and how much um, trepidation I had about that, you know. So so that, that was the number one shock. I think the other shock for me or the thing that I discovered was how I had camouflage my core um, experiences of unworthiness. Um, One of the things that I discovered, and I didn't write about this in the book, but I discovered, you know, when a child is in the womb, um, there's messages that flow back and forth between the child and the mother. And those messages create an experience for that fetus and that embryo of safety, security, welcomeness, love, unconditional love that flows between the child and the mother. And what I discovered was that when I was in the womb, my mother was an alcoholic. So who in the world knows what she said to me? (laughs) Sure. What I discovered was that I had never had a full-body experience um, in the womb of unconditional love. And instead, I marinated in shame and guilt and unworthiness and undeservedness. And how that experience was still very present in my ecology, in my internal ecology. Um, And it was really great for me to discover that because I, I came to understand that I brought it in with me 
and that it wasn't a function of anything that I was doing, had done, or had not done in this lifetime. Why don't I feel worthy? Why can't I do enough? Why can't I make this happen? I brought it in with me. My guest today is Ayanna Van Zandt, the founder and executive director of InterVisions International and the InterVisions Institute for Spiritual Development. She's a Yoruba priestess and ordained minister in Christian New Thought, the author of 13 titles, five New York bestsellers. You can find out more about her at the website, intervisionsworldwide.com. You can also discover more about Ayanna's new radio show, Peace from Broken Pieces, on Hay House, airing starting December 7, 2010, in addition to Master Peace, a wonderful new line of cleansing, releasing, purifying herbal soaps, handmade and homemade by Ayanna. Join me in just a few minutes with more Ayanna Van Zant. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Journey into the realm of spirit, the source of all things. Master fear in these tumultuous times and learn ancient ways to abundant love and healing. Why Shamanism Now? A practical path to authenticity will awaken the unique genius within you. Host Christina Pratt challenges you to initiate your innate powers within to gain health, well-being, and joy through the practices of Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. Tune in each week to Why Shamanism Now? Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave Network. Our lives are shaped with stories that begin the very day we are born. Every individual has their story, and whether it involves family, friends, society, culture, science, art, or love, our stories help define who we are. Tune in for Tuesdays with Maureen, Tales from the Search for True Self, as she helps you to not only understand these stories to improve our health and well-being, but to understand how our minds and bodies work together to adapt. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health and Wellness. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. 
Christmas morning at 10.18 a.m. for Yama Van Zandt was unlike a lot of mornings for other people. Her daughter, Jamia, was not the only one that died that morning. Her family of origin died. Her marriage, already in its coffin, died for good. Her ministry, which had been the foundation of her relationship to God, was counted among the fatalities, too. Her career, her personal vision, her life's purpose, as she had come to know it, came to an end. Most importantly, when her best friend, her middle child, took her last breath, her sense of self died along with her. She was a woman whose dance card was suddenly filled with death and whose heart had shattered into a million pieces. This is a story about betrayal and devastation that gets caused by people through their generational patterns. It is a story that will just reach reach you at the very heart of you, where you will start to discover pieces of a life and a journey and probably find mirrors in it for your own. I urge you to order a copy of Peace from Broken Pieces. It is um, available on Amazon, on her website, through Hay House, and you can go to intervisionsworldwide.com and also find out about many other wonderful things that go on there, including Iyama's new radio show on Hay House starting December 7th, a wonderful new line of Masterpiece Purifying Herbal Soaps and cleansing products that are now being distributed in addition to the next Wonder Woman weekend and um, also some teleclasses that are being hosted uh, through her institute. So definitely go to intervisionsworldwide.com. Iyama, probably the most difficult thing that an individual can experience in their lifetime is to lose a child. And it's amazing to me, as I'm sure it will be amazing to many people, that uh, although you, you definitely had to go through your grieving process, you were still able to be the master. And that's one thing that I gained from this book is regardless of what was going on in your life, you were still there to support people and to teach people and to bring them through uh, as you worked on your own life. And that, to me, is what is true mastery. It's, it's not that, that the people are perfect or that uh, these gurus and teachers and people who write these best-selling books are never to have anything occur in their life. It's how they walk through it when it does occur in their life. Yeah. How um, did you do that, though? Because I know I was a student at Intervisions a couple of years following uh, after that. But, but even that amount of time, I don't know that you get through something that is as devastating as losing a child. No, well, you do. You do get through it. I mean, and and that's the point. The question becomes, how do you get through it? And I think for me, Jamia worked so closely with me at Intervisions, and she dedicated the last 12 years of her life to Intervisions. Um, You know, we had to keep it moving forward. We had to keep it awake. We had to keep it alive. And one of the things that I learned from uh, Michael Beckwith, uh, he told me, he was Jamia's spiritual godfather, and he told me that all of the grief and all of the sadness and all of the hysteria that you feel, pour it into something uh, good in Jamia's name. So that's how I was able to go do starting over. That's how I was able to keep intervisions moving. And the other thing is that... Um, you know, when you are on a mission from God, you you don't let anything interfere with that. So there were times when I just wanted to say to all students, look, go somewhere and heal yourself and leave me alone. <laughs> you know, just And in the case of some of us, you probably should have. <laughs> yeah, please, just leave me alone. I can't take it. But you, you just, you know, know that God is on your side and... 
it comes from somewhere, and, and, and that's the thing about spiritual growth and healing and development, that the little human stuff takes a second seat to what is truly love and what is truly power and what is truly wisdom and what is truly God. You know, I couldn't say to God, I can't go teach this class because I'm mourning. Don't you know that? What's the matter with you? You know, <laughs> I had to get up and go do it. And then you go home and you be with yourself in your in your quiet moments. And the other thing about any loss, any tragedy, any trauma, any level of suffering, if you move through it with the hope or even the glimmer of hope that it will get better, you may not know it's going to get better. It may not feel like it's getting better. But if you can move through it with just the glimmer of hope that it will get better, what happens is compassion comes into your heart. And you begin to have compassion for yourself and compassion for other people. If not, if you don't have that glimmer of hope, your heart hardens. And I, I just wasn't willing to have a hardened heart. I wasn't willing. And and that's really important because with, when the heart hardens, then all of a sudden you can't really be living anymore. You you are literally dead, even if you're alive. If your if your heart is closed. Yeah, and and what I realized very quickly, you know, is that the part of me that died when Jamia died was the part of me that had many many cracks in it many, many cracks in it. And so what I had to learn to do was integrate the mastery self and, and, the, and the true self, the true identity, the vision of God that I was. I had to learn to integrate that in, into this new person that is emerging or was, was trying to be born because there really is no death. There's an end, and every end is a beginning. So I, I knew enough to know that. I just didn't know what it was going to be. And I've heard you say before that when, when people walk in and out of our lives, particularly when something or someone leaves our life, it, it's a piece of us that has left, and we have to determine whether that was something that we want, needed to keep or whether that was something that needed to go. And in the book, you write that Jamia's life had a set course. It was planned out, and she was really here to clear some generational things, and that her passing uh, was part of that work. It was part of the work to clear out some of uh, what was not there for you to clear out because you were here to do other work. It was an agreement that you both made. Yeah, Uh, and it it was very good for me to know that. That brought me a lot of peace to know that, you know, she just didn't die of this horrible disease, but that her sole contract was to carry this and to clear this and to spare me of having to do it because, you know, every doctor on the planet will tell you if your mother has breast cancer, you have a 99% chance of having it. Not only did my mother have breast cancer, she had it when she was pregnant with me. And um, so nobody wants to believe that I don't have to have breast cancer. Mm. (laughs) I don't have to have it. And that's not my choice for this lifetime. So we'll just let that go. Absolutely. And one other part that was quite powerful, because a lot of people, when it comes to losing a loved one, there can be a long grieving process, and and there can also be a lot of resentment to God about that person um, having to go. But oftentimes healing might also mean releasing the physicality. And in Jamia's case, 
and with the affirmations and the prayers that she stated, a lot of that really was because she knew that some of her work could not be even done in physical form. It had to be released to do it. Yeah. She she wrote that she had to leave her body. And, and you know, what I'd like to offer your audience is a distinction between mourning and grieving, and it's a distinction that I learned in my own process. You know, when you lose someone physically, it could be a person, a pet, sometimes a home, a job, a valued possession, you go through a period of mourning. And mourning is when you have regrets or resentments or unresolved issues about losing the thing. Uh, and, and, and so that that causes this mourning, this sadness, this heaviness where you're stuck in what was and what should have been that can no longer be. What was and what should have been and what can no longer be. That's mourning. Grieving, on the other hand, is the process where you lose something or someone and you have the natural emotional disconnect going on, but you don't have the remorse, the regret, and the resentment. And grieving is the natural process. You know, uh, uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross speaks about it in terms of seven stages that you go through. And you get to that place where you still have the loss and you still have the physical detachment uh, of the person, but you no longer have the sadness, the heaviness, the, the regret. So the distinction is mourning has the regret and the resentment and, and the remorse, whereas grieving is just a natural process of disconnecting from this thing that you once had. So I moved very quickly through the mourning, very quickly. Uh, it, it was the grieving, you know, I, I guess as a mom, you know, just grieving the loss of your child. But in my grieving, I was so able to celebrate Jamea and find all of the lessons that she taught me and all of the beauty that she was. She had a very gentle passing, very gentle passing, meaning I don't think that there's a person alive on the planet who would have an ill word to say about Jamea. And that was a, a, a mind-boggling thing. I mean, if I were to die today tomorrow, there'd probably be horror stories about me. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would not be a gentle passing. But hers was a very gentle passing. And when we talk about her, when we think about her, when we, when we remember her, it's always with joy and laughter. And that was another clue. I said, okay, there's something bigger than just her leaving her body going on here. So that was very helpful. So I, I say to people, you know, who are losing their jobs, their homes, their relationships, uh, you know, shift out of the morning, release the resentment, release the remorse, release the regret, get into the grieving because then Holy Spirit guides you and you're comforted and supported and, and guided along the way. My guest today is Ayanna Van Zandt. She's one of the nation's ten best orators and has the power to move masses to cry unshed tears or explode in liberating laughter. Almost overnight, she became America's guru from the hood, appearing on major national television and radio, including Oprah and the Tom Joyner Morning Show. But at home, everything was crumbling around her. Few knew that she felt broken, damaged, and desperate. Her husband wanted out of their fairy tale marriage. Her meteoric rise as a celebrity uncovered a debilitating personal lie. 
Her daughter was diagnosed with colon cancer. The only thing that sustained her was her commitment to know and serve God. How do you find your way through the broken pieces and the pain to peace? In this searingly honest and searching book, the New York Times best-selling author recounts the last decade of her profoundly human journey. Partly metaphorical teaching story, part wrenching personal chronicle, this phoenix rising from the ashes tale is about men and money, love and work, mothers and daughters, and life and death. Ayama Van Zant, you can connect to her at innervisionsworldwide.com, and you can get order your copy of Peace from Broken Pieces, the newest book by Ayama Van Zant. We'll be right back after this commercial break. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. If you are curious about IVF and third-party family building, what it is, and where you can get the answers you need, meet the surrogacy lawyer, Teresa M. Erickson. Teresa became a surrogacy lawyer after the wonderful experience of being a participant in third-party family building. Whether you're looking to IVF, becoming a donor, or surrogate, or a prospective parent, you are sure to come away with valuable advice from our program. The Surrogacy Lawyer, your guide to IVF and third-party family building, is heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness. If you are a first-year mom or maybe a mother-to-be, tune in every week for From Here to Maternity. Your host, Janet Markovitz, will answer some of those questions that others won't. Learn what to ask your professional and when to ask it. We'll take a look at the latest products for new moms and future moms. We're here to support you and answer your questions in this special and sometimes difficult time. From Here to Maternity is broadcast live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. 
Iyama Van Zandt's new book, Peace from Broken Pieces, is a story about how a New York Times bestselling author ends up flat broke, looking for a place to live, having a 30-year relationship end in divorce by email, and how an internationally recognized spiritual teacher ends up on the edge of a bed in a million-dollar home slated for foreclosure, contemplating suicide. Learn about the power of friends, faith, and prayer. Discover why everything you need to learn is reflected in your relationships. Gain a new understanding of the patterns and pathologies that families unconsciously pass down through the generations until someone finally breaks through. Here is an opportunity for you to see someone else's journey and put your personal puzzle together and dare claim the peace that you truly deserve. Iyama, as you were going through the experience with Jamia, it was surprising to you to uncover some of the anger that she had and is that just a natural thing? I mean, I think that probably when we choose to come here and we choose our parents and we choose our circumstances, that that has to be written into part of our scripts, that there's going to be some, um, a little bit of, of, of some friction that has to occur to help us become who we're supposed to be or help us uncover and dig deeper into our own soul journey. Well, you know, I always say, oh, my God, what's a mother to do? You know, <laughs> what's our mother to do? Um, yeah, you know, the the relationships that we have in our life all teach us what we need to to learn. So, you know, I'm not immune. I was no different. It was just really, um, I don't even know what the word was, just to find out how she really felt and how she really thought when I looked about looked at our relationship, but it had to be that way. And I also know the anger that she felt towards the end or the experience toward the end, and, and all of that stuff was just a part of her healing. You know, it took her to where she needed to be. It took me to where I needed to be. So I would say to people, you know, everything you think your mother did and didn't do for you, you know, is just a part of your lesson. It's it's really quite powerful the whole the whole section on that and especially as you're going through her diaries I know I had a box of tissue next to me because I couldn't stop crying the whole time <laughs> I was reading it and so it's it's definitely something that I think uh, each individual particularly women need to look back at um, and, and recognize that there may be some emotions that they're hiding from themselves but that it's okay we can we can forgive and we can recognize that sometimes those mothers did the best that they could uh, with what they had. That's mm-hmm. something I often have heard you say, is that, that people do the best they can with what they have. And the thing that people have to remember is you chose your parents. You chose them. Your soul chose them because of the lessons it needed to learn. So it's no sense being uh, angry at them. And I cover that in the book. I think it's in Chapter 4 where I talk about the uh, Sunday brunch that God has, that God has for all of the souls becoming human. And it's a wonderful way for us to understand, well, why did I pick this mother or this father or this race or this gender or this whatever? Why did I choose it? And um, so I hope that will be helpful to people. There were a couple of statements that I would like to just bring to people's attention that were in there, and one was when you were talking about raising the children and how sometimes it's not what we say to our kids, but it's the tone of voice that we use that can also leave that imprint. You know, I, when I got out of college, I my degree is in public administration and uh, early childhood education. So I ran right off to teach school. And my um, first assignment were the kindergartners. 
And so I had this wonderful group of 30 kindergarten, 35-year-olds, which is enough to send you to the bottle to drink anyway. But <laughs> I, I had them. And so one day we were in class, and one of my little, my little pumpkins, as I call them, he was doing something. I don't even remember what it was, and it frightened me, and I saw he could get hurt. So I said, no. And he looked at me and just was reduced to tears. So, of course, you've got one five-year-old crying. The other ones chime in. So I had about 14 or 50 of these, 15 of these little five-year-olds reduced to weeping heaps on the floor. Now, I'm down on the floor, and the other kids are running around, and I'm trying to stop the crying. And I realize, okay, Yamla, your voice is too heavy, too heavy for the five-year-olds. You can't do the five-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to go up in the... 12, 13-year-old because they they can't handle it. And that also brought me to the awareness of how I spoke to my children, you know, because I do. I have a very heavy voice, um, and and it can be very forceful. And when we're just not aware or we're not conscious of the energy and the power that we bring, we can say things meaning one thing, and they mean something completely different. I wasn't a spanker. I really spanked my children. I was a yeller. And now, you know, I look back and I'm just, I cringe in horror. (laughs) Well, I think it's an important point to bring up because a lot of people don't realize that the tone really does affect a child so much more strongly than the words do. Yes, absolutely. I said one word, no. (laughs) (laughs) And the kid was scarred for life. So I got out of the kindergarten business. (laughs) And I went and, to adults. <laughs> and, and some of those still were on the floor heaping. Yeah, right. <laughs> Another area uh, that you spoke about had to do with giving up our dreams, and that was a big part of, of the whole story with Jamia. And, and coming from a culture where, in many cases, we're, we're kind of told what we're going to do in our lives rather than choosing what we're going to do in our lives, um, giving up your dreams can, can lead to a lot of people's dying in life or yeah. depression or just settling in life, and and I'd like to for you to speak to how important it is to allow ourselves to go for those dreams when we have them. Well, as a student of inner visions, I know you've heard me say a million times: the vision will pull you forward. If you can hold on to the vision of what you see for yourself, what you see yourself doing, what you see yourself experiencing, it'll keep you focused and keep you moving through challenges and difficulties as they come up. When, on the other hand, you, you give up your dream or you get sidetracked from your dream, you find your life becoming mechanical. And you do what you have to do or you do what you think you need to do, but the joy isn't there and the forward movement isn't there and the peace isn't there. And it's very easy to convince yourself, well, this is what I have to do, this is what I need to do, this is what I should do. And then, again, in your quiet moments, you'll have that, that unsettledness, you'll have that sadness, you'll have that break. So a vision is essential, and, you know, scriptures tell us in many cultures that without vision the people perish. Perish doesn't only mean die. It just means live a life that is not meaningful, self-supporting or self-honoring. Well, I want to thank you, Ayama Van Zandt, for being a part of my life and being a part of 1111 Talk Radio. Ayama is the founder and executive director of Inner Visions International and Inner Visions Institute for Spiritual Development, the author of 13 titles, including five New York Times bestsellers. 
You can find out more about her on her website, innervisionsworldwide.com. Definitely order your copy of Peace from Broken Pieces and start to discover where some of your unconscious and conscious generational patterns might be and break those patterns so that your children, grandchildren, nieces and nephews can have a new lease on life and start their own lives in a different way than perhaps you have lived yours. You can connect again to Ayanna Van Zat at innervisionsworldwide.com. Until next week, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you, Ayanna. Thank you. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.